Welcome to the Adventures in Online Business podcast, a podcast of two guys thinking out loud while building and scaling their online businesses. Now, if you enjoy the podcast, we'd ask that you go to your favorite podcast app or player and rate, review, and subscribe. Now, without further ado, here are those two guys building and scaling their online businesses, Stephen Faust and Michael Tanner. Michael Tanner, how are you doing this week, sir? Man, Stephen, I am freezing to death. Do you know it's 46 degrees right now in Atlanta, Georgia? No way. I don't, I don't believe it. I, I, I do not believe it's possibly that cold. Okay. You can show it to you right there. 46 degrees. Oh, man. Yes. Any guesses in Phoenix? Any guesses? Oh, it's got to be in the high 80s. 88 degrees. 88. I knew it. Well, we just had a, we had a, not a, not really a storm, but I mean, it's heavy rains passed through earlier today. Um, and then heavy winds right behind that and a dramatic drop in temperature. I mean, we're a good 25 degrees cooler than we were this time of yesterday. Uh, but that springtime here in Atlanta, that's the way it rolls. Man, oh man, that's uh, that's something else. Well, I'm glad you have the cold weather this week. Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, th- I thought this week we'd do something a little bit different. You know, I, I recently had an opportunity to sit down with a another good friend of mine. His name's Jake Lang, and he runs a bunch of different online businesses. And I thought it would be great to bring in a different voice, a different perspective of online business into our podcast and tee that up for our listeners and our audience. And I tell you, Jake's a great guy. When we talk about being a few steps ahead and being able to share and teach with others, Jake is a few steps ahead of me. I know me specifically. He is probably three, two, three, four years ahead of me and where I see myself. So I get great value out of my friendship with him and talking with him about online business. And Jake and I have known each other a couple of years. He runs some a couple of different uh, online, biz- actually three online businesses right now. He's owned over the last five years more than that. That's one of the things we get into in the interview. So I thought I'd bring him on, share that interview with our audience. And then you and I, you know what, let's listen to this together. Come on in on the backside of this interview. And then I'd like to hear what your thoughts and takeaways on it. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I've had the pleasure of of talking with Jake a couple of times. I know you kind of introduced me to him. And so I've had an opportunity to talk to him a couple of times. So I'm excited to hear your interview with him. So let's do it. Jake Lang, my friend, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, no worries. I'm so glad to have you on our podcast You have knowledge and experience that I love, which is this online business growth and scaling, and you bring so much to the table, and you've been, in fact, a big inspiration to me and my journey and where my business is at. And just to share a little bit with with the audience here, the listeners, is you and I met through uh, Cliff Ravenscraft's mastermind group, Cliff's uh, a good friend of both of ours and uh, really the podcast guru out there. I've got a lot of inspiration, a lot of ex- a lot of ideas from you, and I know you're working on some different projects right now. I had to get you on the podcast just so we can pick your brain a bit and learn more about this online business stuff. What do you think? Oh, yeah. This stuff is fun. Yeah, we've been doing it together for years now, so I'm excited. Absolutely. So, 
If you don't know Jake, you got to get to know Jake because he's going to get so big one day, you're not going to be able to get a hold of Jake. So take the opportunity to learn about Jake. But one of the things I know you're doing, Jake, is you're in the middle of of a project specifically around launching another book. So you're an old hand at writing books. You've been writing books for a while. Your newest project is about what? Yeah, so I'm working on a new book. This book is going to answer the question, I want to start a business, but I don't know what to do. It's the number one question I answer at the Entrepreneur Ride Along. I I seriously answer that exact same question probably once a day, whether it's in the social communities that I'm hanging out in, helping helping entrepreneurs or my coaching clients. That is is by far the biggest question that I know every entrepreneur has. I I had that same question five, six years ago. I know you had that exact same question. We've talked about that plenty of times. So uh, that's what the book is out is about is how to start your first business and find that first business idea that will actually make money and not totally flop once you launch it out there. So uh, that's the book is finding that first business idea that will actually work and uh, make you money. Yeah, and I've got to give you some serious props. When I joined your group coaching program, it's been you know it's been almost a year. I can't believe it's been almost a year yeah, already. It's gone by quick. It has gone. Look by at you now. Oh man, I tell you, I'm uh, I'm really starting to hit my stride a little bit. A lot of it is because of following your process, your step by step plan, and to your point about this book coming out on the idea. That's where you make the money, right? You make the money in having the right idea, the right niche, the right research done up front. So everything you do subsequent to that mm-hmm. is kind of just, it doesn't just fall into place like with no work, but you are focused. You know where to look. You know where to create content. You know how to build that target audience. And then I'll give an example for me is I really struggled with this. And I, I wish you'd have had this book a year ago, but I, I was lucky to be in your group coaching program at the time where you went through this live. And I remember specifically being on a Zoom call with you, really struggling. I know we looked at golf carts. We looked at all types of things potentially yeah, for- Space and wrestling. Oh, and yeah. I remember we were all over the place. We like were. The part, What's that idea for Stephen that exactly. he's going to take and run with? And I remember holding up my webcam and going around my, I, I was so clueless as to a possible idea. I just knew I wanted to start an online business that was more passive, that was more maybe digital product-based that I could go build and scale over time. So going around my room, my office here at home, and I'm going around, we look, we're looking at wrestling stuff, we're looking at space stuff. And then I go by, oh uh, yeah, there's a book that I wrote back in the 90s and there's my hat collection. And you said, whoa, 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 go back, go back. I'm like, what? Oh, those are the books I wrote in the 90s, big deal. I mean, who? whatever. Moving on. And you said, no, that's your idea. Tell me about that book. Tell me about, and it wasn't the book. It was what was in the book and it was what the content did and who it served. And you pulled the thread on that and helped me find an idea that I wouldn't have found on my own organically. And I've turned that idea into now a full-fledged business that is earning between three and $4,000 a month mostly passively. I'd say 80% passively at this point. And I couldn't be more excited and I wouldn't have gotten there without that idea. So I I just want to publicly thank you for helping me do that. And I think you're going to be able to do that with other people through this new book. So I I just love it, man. That was fun. I I love doing it. That's one of my favorite things is, is finding new business ideas. I don't have enough time anymore to go start a new business every day. So I love helping people like you and other entrepreneurs is find that first, that, that niche site idea or that first business idea they can take and, and, and run with. And, uh, 
That's great. I love that story. That that actually that story made it in the book. So that's awesome. Uh, you, you're officially in the book. I, I was typing her up in chapter three yesterday. That awesome. entire story is in there. And speaking of that, about you know these different businesses, I know you've had quite a number of businesses, and the way you learn is through failure. You learn through failure. Okay. You yeah. get better. You take lessons, and you don't repeat them. But that doesn't mean that everyone has to go down that long, hard road that you've been down. So give us give us a little insight as to some of the businesses you've started over the years and that evolution that's brought you to this entrepreneur ride-along brand that you're currently working through. Yeah, so I've started a bunch of them. I started eight of them now, eight online businesses. Wow. So I'm not going to tell you about all of them. That, that'd take two hours on this podcast, but... Uh, let me tell you about the the first couple that I started because they totally flopped because I had no clue what I was doing. And everything that I talk about in this book and everything that you went through in the group coaching program, which is the, the basis of this book that I'm writing, is pretty much so that the reader can avoid the mistakes that I made back when I started my first business. The first business I ever started was called buymailleads.com. It was uh, direct mail leads for small businesses. Um, so mailing addresses for uh, local small businesses and residential addresses. I had access through my university that I was attending at the University of New Hampshire. I had access to some, some database uh, where I could get all of the mailing addresses of uh, all the local small businesses in, in, in my area. So I thought, oh, this is genius. Like, these pizza shops, these uh, financial advisors in my area, CPAs, like they're going to want to buy these mailing leads for their direct mailing campaign to get the word out about their business. I'll, I'll sell it for like 10 cents a lead and I will just go in there, export into Excel. And here you go, Mr. CPA, here's 2000 addresses in Durham, New Hampshire that you can send out uh, uh, your mailers to and get some new business for you for your practice. And I didn't sell a single thing. I, I got a website up online. I, I had this brilliant idea. I had a whole business plan about how I was going to make $10,000 per month within the first year. And I'm really going to hustle and get it out there. Spent about three months doing it. Pretty much got laughed at every time I told somebody about this brilliant idea of buying my leads. And I, I was calling up businesses, every, every local shop around me. And apparently there is this thing called Google out there where you can get these addresses for free and you don't need somebody like me to buy mailing leads from. And also there's companies out there that will not only aggregate all the addresses for you, but they will also do your entire marketing campaign and everything for you for like half the price of what I was charging. <laughs> you know, I'm, lo I'm looking so I can see that buymailleads.com doesn't point anywhere. So you must have given that domain up. Oh, yeah. I gave that ago. up within the first year. I, I, I spent 99 cents on GoDaddy for that domain. Yeah. So I just let that thing go and expire after that first year. You know, I'm not sure that that is a, uh, a real valuable domain because people don't buy leads anymore, it seems like, mm -hmm. with everything out there. But what that tells me, though, is that you were hustling. It doesn't matter that this maybe wasn't the best idea uh, and you didn't do the, the research that you do today on an idea and what you've learned. But it tells me that you were hustling. You were out there willing to put both feet into the water, figure it out, try something. And a lot a lot of being successful in online business, yeah, it's, it's a great idea. You got to have a great idea. You got to have that foundation to really jump off from. But if you've got to have that oomph, that desire, that want to 
to really go after it. It's not going to happen. There's, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme at all. There is work. So anytime you, you guys out there that are seeing, give me a 1000 bucks a month and I'll guarantee you uh, you know, $100,000, it, it doesn't happen that way. Yeah, it doesn't there, work. doesn't work. How long did that last? Is that, was that a couple months, three months? And, or what was the length of time you did that? Probably no longer than three to four months. Uh, before I realized that I I was just in the wrong space. Now, knowing what I know now, I I had pretty much done everything wrong, but it was an incredible learning lesson because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't know so much about just starting a website or having to validate a product or talk to my target market before before launching a business. So that was an incredibly valuable lesson that I learned that I wasn't solving anybody's problem and I didn't validate it before I started. I didn't talk to anybody that was a small business and say, hey, would you buy this if I sold it? Uh, if I put this business together, would you guys actually need this? Do you need the service? Yeah. I didn't do any of that. I just had thought I had this brilliant idea and I ran with it and said, everybody give me your money because I have this idea. And it, it just doesn't work like that. I wouldn't trade anything that I've done in my life. Do I wish things were a little bit different on occasion? Sure I do. But if I didn't have all of those experiences and failures and successes along the way, I wouldn't be where I'm at today either. And I think we're happy with where we're at. So it's by way of this journey we've been on through failure to get to where we're at. But that doesn't mean everyone has to experience the same level of failure that you did or I did. They can learn from your mistakes. They can learn how to properly come up with your idea, how to properly niche down, how to properly size up an audience, come up with that that really dialed in target audience, and then put that into practice in a way that really creates the biggest opportunity for success for them. And it's so key. So what are, what are some of the other business pursuits that you've been on over the years? Yeah, I'd say the the next one that I started, which was another failed business, but I got closer this time. Uh, it was called Swaywear Clothing, as I think what the domain was. I don't think you've ever uh, told me about that. I, I might not have, and uh, probably because it's a it's a <laughs> deep dark memory that I tuck away in my brain and don't tell anybody about. <laughs> but this was uh, an idea because at, at this point I understood that okay, I need to solve a problem. First time didn't work because I wasn't solving anybody's problem nobody needed this. So I started thinking about what in my life am I having issues with? What, what do I have a problem with? At this point, I just started my first corporate job. So I was going into work in a, a suit and tie every single day. And I always had troubles buying dress shirts, uh, button-up shirts that fit my arms because I'm, I'm tall and I have long arms. No matter what shirt I purchased, I could not get the arm length to fit properly. So I thought, okay, here's a here's a, a problem. Let me ask if other people are having this. So I went out on Facebook and Reddit and Twitter and wherever I could, and I posted this survey out there. I got probably 100 responses. And um, I just said, hey, when it comes to uh, buying button-up dress shirts, what, what challenges are you facing? And I would say probably 60 to 70% of the responses of, of I'll say men, where the, most of the people having this problem were had the same issue as me that said, hey, I've got a really long arms and I can never buy a dress shirt off the rack that fits me. I always have to go to a tailor. So my thought here was I would start a business that sells, um, it's a, a made to measure uh, button up dress shirt that is for tall men with long arms. And you could go in and type in your actual size and the, the tailor overseas would cut it to exactly that size and send it to you. This was before, this was actually before I, or, or right around the time when all that, the, the made to measure uh, what, do they, what do they have? I think it's Indochino now is one yeah. of them and yeah. uh, other services like that. 
uh, they weren't big then. Like I was doing competitive research and there's some people out there doing it, but there's nobody huge. I thought I was kind of onto something. I went as far as uh, I used the, the Tim Ferriss four-hour work week method of create a Google ad with a fake landing page. Oh, yeah. Uh, send some traffic to it and see if people will click that button and get to the checkout screen and then tell them it's not available. I actually had a, a bunch of people go through the Google ads and get to that point, click the button and check out and like the, to the point where they were paying me. And then they would get hit with a screen that says, sorry, it's, it's not available. Join the mailing list. So I was actually onto something there. I had uh, a couple people signing up for it and were, were was considering going forward with this business until I got in way too much over my head in terms of I had no clue what I was doing with tailoring clothing. And I was on Alibaba talking to manufacturers in China and, and people that were tailors. And they were asking me questions that I literally had no idea what they were saying about fabrics and measuring. I Because at this point, I had never actually had my own shirt or suit tailored. So I'd never even been to a tailor. And I was trying to sell other people clothing that was tailored for them. So I didn't move forward with that business because I realized it was just out of my area area of expertise. And I was also selling something that I had no personal experience with. So with that one, I, I set up a website, a little um, validation process. I actually got it validated, but I decided to stop that one again. You know, went for a couple of months and realized, okay, first of all, profit margin is going to be incredibly low because I'm sourcing it from overseas, have to pay a tailor. I'd either have to charge 150 per per shirt uh, just to make 10 bucks, 20 bucks, um, or I'd be making like $1 a sale. So, so I decided not to go forward with that one. And that was, again, another valuable lesson of uh, at least make sure it's within my knowledge range, not too technical, and make sure it's something that personally I have some experience with so I can create the business or, or it's something I could at least learn about before I launch the business out there. Yeah, again, failure number two, closer to figuring it out, but realizing that the expertise wasn't where it needed to be. So one of the myths I hear a lot, and and can you shed some light on this one, that you have to be a guru, an expert in order to have an online business, right? You have to be the Tony Robbins of your space to be able to be successful. What are your thoughts around that? Uh, That's a great point. And I don't want any confusion there about me choosing to not go forward with this business as a Uh, Yeah, you absolutely do not need to be a guru. You do not need to know everything. You do not need to have all the information. One of my businesses, you know it very well, is uh, about the Pomsky dog breed. It's a mix between a Pomeranian and a Husky. And I teach people how to train these type of dogs. I don't even own that type of dog. I just happen to go out there and aggregate information. I'm good at going out there and learning and getting information and talking to trainers and talking to people that own this dog. And I aggregate it together and I deliver it to the people that need this information. I went out there and learned everything I could about this dog. And now I teach people. And now I'm the, the expert on this breed. And I'm like the, the authority on this breed in that space. So don't think that you need to know everything when you're starting the business. Don't think you need to be the guru. Uh, you can either learn it or you have some expertise and you are going to be you know, 90% further ahead in terms of expertise than you know, somebody that was you years prior that you know, the, the people that are not at your level yet are going to want to learn from you because you've been there and done it. So they, they want to learn from somebody like you that has that experience and expertise. And the fact that you did love dogs was a plus, right? You love dogs. I love mm-hmm. dogs. We both have dogs. You just mm-hmm. decided that a specific niche available out there that didn't have enough 
penetration in the market was this Pomsky. I got to admit, until I met you, I'd never even heard of that damn dog, mm-hmm. a Pomsky, right? And then I started going, oh, okay, this is a pretty ugly dog. But people, you <laughs> but know, people love it. People, people love their ugly dogs. I, yeah. I tell you, it's, uh, they're not like uh, the easiest dogs to train. They have a lot of little, little things about them to get them trained. And you've studied up and become the authority figure. But again, you started not knowing a thing about Pomsky's, but you did have a passion and a love for dogs, which put you in a position to really get your arms around that more quickly. And to your point about being a guru or an expert, I totally agree that I'm not an expert in what I'm doing, be all, know all expert. But what I have done is I've had the experience and I'm a few steps ahead of other people. What I found and what I found in you, and I've given you this feedback, is people want to learn from people who are kind of similar to them. Mm -hmm. I can go follow Tony Robbins. I can go pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for his DVDs and all his stuff and his content and his and his live appearances and things like that. But I have a hard time connecting and resonating to a guy that's so far along in his brand and business. And I look at you and go, man, Jake is where I want to be in five years. Jake is a guy that I'm, I want to be more like, and Jake's a real guy like me. I can relate to Jake. I can relate to you. And I think people out there, when they are looking for products, when they're looking for services, when they're looking for mentoring or coaching or how to start something new or who to follow, there's something to be said about the gurus, right? I mean, they have tremendous value, but there's also something to be said by learning from people who are pretty far ahead of you in a lot of cases, but not so far ahead that you can't reach out and kind of grab onto them and really get to know what it is they do and pick their brain. So that's the beauty to me mm-hmm. of kind of where you're at in your business. Yeah, I, I, I love that because it's somebody that you can see a logical next step as to where you can be. It's it's achievable. I'm just a normal guy. You're just a normal guy. And we're both having success in the online business space. So yeah, anybody listening here can see that and be like, okay, I see where Steven is. I see where Jake is. Like I can get to that level within a year or two. And then you know, me and you are both looking to the next step. Like, okay, we want to get to this next place in our business. So we're looking at, at those people and where we can go uh, next with our online businesses. You got to start somewhere. There's plenty of people that think this market is saturated and penetrated. It is not. There is, you're only one good idea, one niche away from really taking it to another level. Because if you do the work up front, if you follow Jake's guidance and you and you get this idea figured out, then you're operating in the right space. And you could really, as you did, Jake, with the Pomsky breed, you can become literally the world authority on something so niche as a Pomsky. But there are people out there that are diehard Pomsky owners and they want it, they want their content and information. And you're that guy. And and you out there that are that are considering, you know, starting an online business and coming up with you, what do I do? What's the idea? You're only that idea away. If you do that right, I'm telling you, it can make a big difference in your life. And it could start out a few hundred dollars a month. But now when you get to a few thousand dollars a month and it becomes pretty repetitive, and I won't say on autopilot, but on a very predictable way that it's coming in pretty consistently, I'm telling you, it could be life-changing. And I'm already seeing it from my point of view. And I know, Jake, you've been experiencing that. Something unique about your Pomsky site, though, is you have a membership out of that. And that's another way to think about an online business as well. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, like people are just 
if you find that that niche like you're talking about, you'll find that people are, are crazy passionate about it. And if you're the only one in this case, I found an opportunity where there wasn't anybody out there really putting reputable information out there. And there's a bunch of scams out there and, and sketchy websites. So I came in and said, hey, all this stuff is fake. Like here's the real information from real people that own this dog. Become that that source of information and and get a reputable website out there. Yeah, people will pay for it. People go crazy about it because you you own that niche now. And I have memberships where people pay, uh, it's $20 per month for this membership out where they get content about the Pomsky breed, how to train, how to own the best treats, food, access to my my training books and my podcasts and my uh, audio books and all that stuff. And uh, I also send them a, a quarterly gift. I just send them some, some dog toys and treats and stuff and some stuff that's custom embroidered, says says the name Pomsky on it and things like that. And uh, people go crazy for it because it's, it's like, yep, this is me. I'm a Pomsky lover. This is what I am. I'm going to pay a membership for it because I want to be part of this group with with other Pomsky lovers. So it's uh, it, it's crazy. There's, there's so many opportunities out there. Like you had said, like people think it's oversaturated, but you see crazy things. Like we, we've talked about this. We've seen sites about house plants and parakeets and tire pressure and just like <laughs> wild niches where people are making five, 10, $15,000 per month. Ryan Levesque, one of the famous entrepreneurs that yep. I know we both follow. Yep. Um, he had a site about orchids. His first site was about orchids and he was making... Uh, just how to grow this flower, how to take care of orchids. And he was making $25,000 per month teaching people how to not kill their orchids in their garden. So it's like insane, the ideas that are out there that you could just take and run with and and bring in a couple thousand per month, 10,000 per month. And that changes changes your life if you're bringing in that kind of money. Yeah, you find in these really deep niches, you find people that are fanatical, fanatical about orchids, fanatical about houseplants, fanatical about pomskis. There's six or seven billion people on the earth. You only need a few hundred of them to mm-hmm. make a good, uh, sustainable online business. You, you just need to find those few hundred people that are going to always be coming into your sales funnel, into your world to be able to serve them at a high level and to get them into your ecosystem where you can offer them even more value that's that's paid. And it's really when you break it down like that, it becomes, man, before you gave me the book idea that I'm running with now, it's like, why didn't I think of that? Well, I didn't think of it because I didn't have the perspective. I didn't have a guide. I didn't have somebody to help me see what I couldn't see myself. And it's this analogy of it's hard to read the label from inside the bottle. You really need someone to help guide you that's a few steps ahead that can help you see what that label says when you can't see it yourself. And that to me is is such a valuable accelerated way to get into online business that you do not have to do this by yourself. You do not have mm-hmm. to either go follow Tony Robbins either. You can follow people like Jake who have done it now. This is not theory. This is practice. This has been done time and time again, both the failures, the learnings, how you've turned that into winning. And uh, to me, that that's key. That's key for folks. And I know you've, you've not only become the Pomsky world authority, but you've also become an alternative to another brand that you have too around testing. What, what's that all about? Yeah, so that was actually so I, I went out of order here a little bit. So Pomsky no, we love Pomsky, we love dogs. Website. So yeah, I know I love talking about dogs. I can do that all day. My actually my best website, which was the the third business, so third times a charm. This was like the first one that actually took off, and I hit the nail on the head this time and had a successful business after um, my clothing company. I, I 
shut that down. Uh, and that one is all about the CPCU designation in the insurance industry. Very niche. That's only only 12,000 people per month are searching for CPCU on Google, which in terms of search volume is very, very small. Now, for, you can't have a business on 12,000 people in the world looking for that, can you? And that website brings <laughs> in, uh, on average, 5,000 upwards of 12,000 per month. That's a great. Uh, for selling study material for the CPCU designation to a bunch of insurance nerds out there, which is, <laughs> I, I'm one of them. I work in the insurance industry. So that's how I figured out that, okay, I got to take these exams anyways. Okay, the study material really sucks and nobody likes it. I bet I can write a better course out there and help people pass their exams. And now I sell the course for $400 each. Wow. Uh, so like you said, I just need a couple of customers, 10 customers, and I got $4,000 uh, uh, in the month. That's insane. You've, uh, you've figured out a way to take basically a needle in a haystack. A needle in a haystack in the world. The world is a haystack, and these twelve thousand people are literally like one needle in that yes. in that huge seven billion person haystack. And you found them through your research, and you've turned that business into multiple thousands of dollars per month. And maybe this isn't the right word. You can correct me, but I'm going to say passive income. Right. Maybe it's 80% passive, 90% passive, but as passive as passive can almost get is the business you've created. And to bring in five, ten, twelve thousand dollars a month consistently, to me, that's a life changer. That changes the life of people. And and I know it's changed your life because of of the way that you've created that business and and how that business now provides you with all of these benefits that come along with it. Absolutely. And you're spot on. That one is almost entirely passive. It's I show up and answer emails once in a while, uh, a couple of times a week. So I probably do two to three, maybe four hours of work on it every week, mostly just customer service, answering emails. Once in a while, I need to update the courses. But uh, yeah, that one in Palmscare, just totally passive now. So now I can focus on the site that I love, That's which right. is the entrepreneurship site. And I just get to talk to entrepreneurs all day long, which is pretty great. So for people that, and we talked about this a bit earlier, coming up with the idea for the associate PI uh, for your for your insurance brand, you didn't do this out of just thin air. This is something that you were working in a day job. Really, you took experience you had that you were putting to work, getting paid a, a corporate you know, salary every month, and you've had this light go on going, I can turn this into an online business. Kind of that thought process you had. Yeah. So if you remember that the first two websites I started that, that didn't work, I started getting a lot closer and I started figuring things out that, okay, people need to want this. I need to be solving somebody's pain points. I need to talk to the target market and figure out what their struggles are, pain points, and what can I solve? That light bulb really went off. And when I was taking these exams and I just didn't like the study material, and I started talking to my colleagues that were also studying for these exams and they didn't like the study material. And I took the exams and they were impossible to pass because it was a 500 page textbook and it really, really dry and boring. And uh, you really could have slimmed it down to about a hundred pages and that's all the content that you needed. So I realized that could be my value proposition. And once I started talking to people and, and surveying and I figured out, okay, like people agree with me here that I can take this content, cut it down into a hundred page online course, or it's about a hundred pages, but I, I put it in an online course version and I can sell this on, on my own website. There's a few steps before that in terms of I wanted to see how many people are taking this exam, how, how many people are searching for it. If I get a website up there, like, is anybody going to see this? So I use Longtail Pro. So I know you use that in the past. And uh, Uber Suggest is another good free one that you could use. 
uh, where I typed in these key phrases, CPCU and insurance exams and things like that to see, okay, are people actually searching for this or is it, is it just the company that I'm working for that's taking these exams? And that's where I found, okay, yeah, all right, 12,000 people are, are searching for this exam. And I kind of did the math. Like, okay, yeah, I just get a, a couple of them, a uh, couple hundred to buy my courses every year. Like, yeah, that, that's plenty of money for me. So I, I went out and created one of these courses and, and put it out there and started building an email list. Uh, I started putting some content out there and built an email list of people taking these exams. I was just posting about my experience. Put one course out there and then somebody bought it right away. I made uh, $600 in, in, in one day launching my first course. And I said, okay, I think I'm onto something here. And then I wrote eight different courses now is what I have. And they each sell for 400 each. So I'm capturing the, the whole market of people studying for these exams. Yeah, I bet you remember that $600 day too. Oh yeah, oh, I called up Brooke, uh, Brooke, my my now wife, you know yeah. Brooke. So uh, I called her up right away and said, "Hey, I just made six hundred dollars. <laughs> I was driving home from the office. I was like, three people just paid me uh, at that time, and they were two hundred each the courses." So I was like, "Yeah, there, some some crazy awesome. people on the internet just paid me money." Yeah, and I and I remember not long ago actually, and I think I shared this with you where after we came up with the idea and and we proved that out. And, and I remember you telling me to double the price of one of my products that I offer. I'm like, I can't do that, Jake. And you said, just, just trust me, double your price. So I doubled my price and I sold just as many. And I remember going to bed and, and getting a great night's sleep and waking up and just not let me log in and check and see what's going on. I sold like four or five overnight. Yeah. I'm like, my gosh, I think I'm addicted to this online business thing. This is wonderful. This passive income is something something to be had. And now you've pivoted. Now you've pivoted to through these failures and through these successes. Pomsky becoming the world authority in Pomsky's and and now your insurance testing preparation and all the things you do there, multiple thousands of dollars per month in those brands. And now you've said it is finally time. And this isn't just last week. This has been going on for a year or more. I'm, I'm not, how long have you been doing the entrepreneur right along now? I know it's been a year. Yeah, a little over a year now, but a year and a couple of months. Yep. So now you said, now I'm ready. I have all of these case studies and all of this personal experience and pain points and struggles and wins and figuring it out. Now I'm running the six figure a year business. Now I'm ready to really pour into other people. You've pivoted a little bit you still have those other businesses because why wouldn't you? They're passive income, man. Mm -hmm. you're, yeah, you're, let them sit there. You're bringing, you're, it's, it's like you're printing money. Now you've pivoted to become this budding guru in the online business space, the entrepreneur ride along. So tell me about that brand. Tell me about some of the things that, that you've done to this point. I know, let the cat out of the bag. You've done some group coaching. I've been a part of those. I've been kind of along with you in this ride, learning from you. I know you've got some courses or at least a course in Teachable. And you're really spreading your wings a lot here in this brand, helping other people. Yeah. And this is what I really love doing is what I found is that uh, I'd love just talking to new entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and yeah, what business you building and, and helping along that, those lines. And uh, yeah, about a, about a year and three months ago, I think it was December of what was that? 2019 is when I first started this website. And I'm, I create a lot of content. I have some YouTube videos out there, podcast, and, and I do a lot of blogging where I'm just talking about the businesses that I've started, the journey that I've been on, uh, and also new business ideas that I wish I could start because one of my favorite things is finding these crazy niche business ideas and going through the process of validating a new business or finding a new idea. Uh, so I'll do a lot of write-ups about, hey, here's six new ideas. Here's why I know that they're going to work. If I have more time, like I would do this. Here's how I make money. 
Um, so I like publishing all that stuff out there in blogs because it kind of scratches the itch for me is I don't have to go spend three, four months building out this business. And then, you know, it takes all my energy away from my other websites. Um, so I get to give it to somebody else and throw it out there. So um, I, I do a lot of that at the Entrepreneur Ride Along and sharing my journey of what's worked, what what's not working. Uh, and that website now scaled up nicely. And I've, I've launched a couple different things for that that website. Started with one-on-one coaching, which I'm still doing. I my have one-on-one coaching clients and we help to either get their first business and, and scale it up or if they already have a business, get more traffic, get more sales and improve conversion and capture leads and all that fun stuff that goes into online business. Then that morphed into two separate group coaching programs, which are now online courses. One of them, the one that you went through, actually you went through both of them. So uh, the, the first one you went through. I'm a fanboy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> my number one fan. That's right. right. Uh, the, uh, the first one. Hey, your, your number one fan is making three to four grand a month now because of following you. So I'm a, I have a good reason to be a fan. <laughs> yeah, great, great case study. That's You're correct. all over my website too. I just posted uh, <laughs> one of your testimonials actually um, on, on my, the sales page for my book. Awesome. So you're out there with, with a testimonial for me, which is great because hey, it, it worked. I mean, you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. It's working very well for you. I'm the guy that sits back and goes, yeah, that won't work for me. Yeah, that won't work for me. You know, I'm kind of that naysayer that goes, yeah, that works for other guys. That doesn't work for me. And then I realized, man, all I got to do is just pay attention to what you're doing, take your feedback, implement the ideas and the plans, and then start checking my bank account. It's not that simple, but that's what it kind of feels. Looking Looking back on it, though, kind of to where I'm at today, I mean, it kind of feels like that a little bit. Yeah. And so that first group coaching program you went through that how to find the idea and get the site up and running and how do you know that idea is going to work? And all those lessons that I learned starting my first online businesses, that's that's how I created the course. That's going to be the concept of the book that I'm writing. And that's my newest project. And then I also have another course for entrepreneurs that is uh, how to scale your business. And that's one that we went through together. But okay, I got a business now. What do I need to do to get more traffic, get leads and get sales? So uh, those are the two group coaching programs that later formed into uh, online courses. And now I'm working on the book and that's my big project for 2021. Yeah. And I tell you, I'm I'm enrolled in your, I think it's called scaling your online business, right? That's the one yeah. I'm in right now, the exactly. online one that I'm in. And I tell you, if you're looking to start, create, build and grow, scale your business, I am amazed. I was in that, uh, in your course yesterday that's like an encyclopedia for the, the old school people out there, right? Encyclopedias don't really exist anymore. You have to go to a museum. But the encycl- that's an Encyclopedia Britannica. That is a huge repository. So if, if the earth were to end and only thing we had is that, I could start an online business and know what to do because that is huge value in there. So check that out. Certainly at the Entrepreneur Ride Along, we'll link that up for you as well. So I got to ask you this one question. And- this is another myth that I hear a lot out about out there. I can't start an online business because I don't, I'm not a tech guy or a tech lady. It's too complicated. It's, I, I don't have all these coding skills. I don't know how to create websites. So what would you say to somebody who is maybe not taking that first step to go, yeah, I just don't have the tech, right? I just can't do it. What would you say to them? And I, you're right. Total myth. I'm not a tech guy. I don't know any HTML. I don't know any CSS, JavaScript, whatever all the coding names are out there. Uh, really, all I know how to do is click my mouse and drag and drop. And that's all you need to know how to do. If you can do that, you can start an online business. They make it so easy now. It's, it's what, $1 on GoDaddy for your first domain. 
Um, you buy that, sign up with a, a host. I use SiteGround is who I use. Um, and uh, they, they give you step-by-step instructions here to how to download WordPress and here's how to connect your domain. It takes maybe half an hour. And then I use Thrive Themes is what I use. I know you're a Kajabi guy, but they're very similar in a sense of all you got to do is now you're looking at a, a template. They give you a template, a beautiful looking homepage or sales page or whatever you're trying to make. And you just type in your text, plug in your pictures, drag and drop new things that you want to add to the page. Um, click save and you got a website up and running. It's it's that simple. It'll take you, you know, an hour or two to get it all set up. Yeah, it looks like uh, something you spent $1,000 for to get set up. And the beauty about some of your programs in your online program that you have, you walk people through. And even though it's basic and simple, you still walk people through step-by-step step how to set up their WordPress site, how to get the theme installed, how to set up their basic page. You walk people through Every element of that, which I thought was, some people take that for granted. They just assume you know how to do that. But reality is, is you haven't made any assumptions along the way. You haven't skipped any steps and you're not assuming people bring any specific knowledge to the journey or to the table. You start them from square one and help them figure this out and go down this path. Yeah, absolutely. I remember being there and I I work with a lot of my coaching clients that have these same questions. So I remember what it was like trying to get a word, uh, not knowing what to do, just wanting to start a website and not even knowing where to start. But uh, luckily, it is way easier than I ever imagined. So if you are worried about it, it is probably uh, much, much easier than you are making it out to be. Yeah. And I know you're absolutely agree. I'm, I'm living proof of that. And I've gotten so much value out of that content. Now, on your book, let's let's pivot to your book here and then we'll button up. Your book is um, is being offered right now in a pre-sale event. I know you're offering that. Can you talk a little bit about your book and how people can get involved in it and the benefit of doing it that way? Yeah, of course. So if you want to join the pre-sale, it's at theentrepreneurridealong.com slash book, just slash book. So make it easy enough there. That'll take you right to the landing page where you can read all about it. Uh, but this is a book for anybody that's out there and they want to start that first business or they want to find that first business idea. Uh, this is the book that's going to get you. You're going to come away after you read this book with that first business idea that's actually validated and ready to go so you can hit the ground running and actually start a successful online business. Uh, so exactly what we talked about in this podcast, some of these processes that I've learned and that you went through and that I went through of uh, how to brainstorm and come away with uh, one of the chapters in the book is you will actually brainstorm and come up with 150 business ideas. So you will come up with 150 ideas. We're going to take those ideas and step-by-step narrow it down to 10 based on some criteria that I give you, and then narrow it down to three based on stuff like doing market research and taking it a step further and figuring out who's searching some of these ideas. Then uh, narrow it down to that one perfect idea that you know is uh, a great place in the market for you to enter. You already know what you want to sell and then the business model that you're going to choose. I, I talk about that as well because... I remember how confusing it was actually understanding how you make money online with things like memberships or courses or ads. And I'll, I'll I give some insight into what I prefer and what to start with. Um, but by the end of this book, you'd be coming with, a, with absolutely no ideas and you're saying, I just want to start a, a business, no clue what to do. By the end of the book, the reader comes away with that one golden idea that they could take and run with, just like you did with Army Promotion Point and, and Cutoff Scores now. And you just get that one great idea and you can run with it forever. Um, or it might just be a stepping stone. It might be the, your first business, uh, just like I did, and, and you're probably going to do. And 
Uh, you take that first uh, business, set it, automate it, and then move on to the next idea and go through the, the same process and start your next business. Every online business starts with a first step. This is the first step in figuring out what that online business is for you. And if you don't have the idea figured out, it's not going to be an easy road to hoe. And the thing I love about your book is you didn't try to jam all of your experience and knowledge into this book. You said, I'm going to make this very focused and very targeted to get people out of the starting gate, at least running the race with clarity and very intentional. And I think there's a lot to be said because you see so many people write books that try to write a catalog of everything they know, thinking that that's helping people. But the reality is we want to simplify. And I think the way you've simplified this process out, it's going to really serve and help more people than uh, could otherwise be done. It all starts with that first idea. And like you saw with me, those first couple ideas, they, they were just off the mark. So they flopped. Uh, and so I, I know what it takes now to find that idea that's actually going to work. And uh, for anyone that joins the pre-sale, of course, it's uh, the, the book will be finished uh, targeting June or July launch right now for the fully published book. But I'm going to be dripping chapter by chapter to anyone in the pre-sale as I'm writing right now. I'm, I'm going through the process of writing it every single day right now. And I'm also looking for feedback. I, I'm looking to create this group of uh, a pre-sale team, pre-sale members, uh, uh, what I call a founding members group of uh, entrepreneurs that join the pre-sale. I want you to talk to me. I want to get connected with you and jump on coaching calls with you and and help you in person find that business idea uh, and also get feedback from you on the questions that you're asking so I can make sure to incorporate that into the book because I know entrepreneurs are asking those exact same questions. So anybody on the pre-sale, I, I want to hear from you and help you and uh, incorporate that feedback into the book to make sure it's the, the perfect book for new entrepreneurs. And that's a rare opportunity is to be able to be in on the on the ground floor of something, to be able to influence content, to be able to connect with the author directly, to be able to have and build that connection and relationship. Because that with you, Jake, the additional products and service you, services you offer is going to go beyond the idea and people are going to get so much more value from it beyond just the book. But you got to start there. You got to start with step one. You got to start with the idea get that figured out. Everything becomes so much easier. And I'm excited about this project. I'm excited to, to uh, be your friend. And I, I really appreciate the value you bring. Is there anything else before we close up, ways that you want people to connect with you, email, otherwise? Yeah. If you just head over to theentrepreneurridealong.com, you can see my the book, the courses. Uh, you can download my free business ideas that I have on there as well get on my email list or shoot me an email, jake at theentrepreneurridealong.com. Happy to connect with anybody that listens to your podcast. And uh, uh, yeah, I'd love to meet you. That's awesome. Jake, my friend, I couldn't be more thrilled for the direction you're going in your business. And I am living proof of what this information can do and how it got me going and where I'm at today. So thanks for coming on. Talk to you again soon, my friend. All right, thanks, man. All right. That was my interview with Jake Lang. Michael, what do you think? What, what's your yeah, I, takeaway from all that? Well, first of all, I mean, great interview. I mean, um, Stephen, are you sure you don't have, you're not si sidelining in some kind of uh, broadcasting, you know, industry doing these, these great interviews? No, I thought it was a great interview. Uh, but also, I, I really enjoyed Jake and his story, right? It, especially how, um, I'll call it authentic and vulnerable he, he was with you about some of his early failures, uh, 
You know, I mean, even to the point of, of abandoning some of those, well, is at least two of them, I think it was, abandoned those first two attempts at a business. Um, and I just appreciate him being authentic about that and, and open and honest with us about that because I find that encouraging. I haven't abandoned my business, but I've certainly ran into struggles with it um, and had to overcome those. And and he just kind of gives me some uh, some energy, right? Some Some motivation to recognize if other people are going through struggles and they continue on, then I can certainly do the same. Yeah, it was funny listening to a story about he, he referred to it as his version of Indochino. You know, right, his, right. his, you know, and we've all had that problem, right? Our sleeves, yes, and yes. and I wanted to say, hey, Jake, man, you just gave up on that one a little early. You could you could own the global market right now on custom fit shirts. But one thing I love about Jake and his stories, and I and again, I love his stories as well. He did not wait. I talk about waiting for the lights to be on green. If you wait for everything to be on green, you'll never get through the first intersection. He doesn't. He gets in and gets after it. And you talk about at the end of our podcast each week, now go and get after it, get after that business and go. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so much to be said in such a simple, you could brush a comment like that away. But the reality is, is he takes a chance, he took a risk, he realized quickly that something wasn't going to work. And within just a few months, I think he said two to three months, he shut down those early websites because he didn't see the traction. He didn't see, he right. didn't see where the possibility was. And through those experiences, what he learned and what he shared with us was that he learned the value and the importance of doing the work up front, the research, mm-hmm. understanding what you're going to be starting a niche site in, making sure that there's appropriate competition, that you can still get your foot in the door. And even though now we're in 2021 and you can look at the world and say, well, there's just no niches out there available. That is just so far from the truth. Right. And he he explained that through his Pomsky website, right? This I, I called it this ugly dog, right? It's a right, it's right. a pretty hideous dog if you look up Pomsky. <laughs> it, it's not good to look at. It can make you feel pretty ill just straight away. <laughs> but you look at this dog, I don't know if it's a luxury dog or he talked about more of the affluent people have this type yeah. of dog. And, and we know people love their pets and they spend money on their pets. And you don't need tons and tons of people. He talked about having 12,000 people in his insurance business searching for certain keywords for his associate PI. And he's only 12,000 people, this needle in the haystack that I talked about, this 7 billion people in the world and 12,000 people looking, and he's making seven to $12,000 a month from that site. So it is possible mm-hmm. and it's doable. And that's what I love about what he's doing is he's taking the risk, putting it out there and going after it. Yeah, you know, as I was thinking through that, uh, when he was telling the story uh, about his his business there, one of the things that really resonated with me, and I, he didn't really dive in on this that much, as, he, as you were describing the dog and he was talking about the dog. Now, I'm no dog expert, for sure. It, it dawned on me that what he's done there with that particular dog breed is he's really, really niched down. Right. He didn't just select a dog breed and, and feel like that was enough of a niche. He went after a dog breed that was really, really rare or lo- right. He didn't go after Labrador or German Shepherd. But the point is, he really picked something that was really, really niche. And then, yeah, to your point, I mean, he picked something, a dog breed that's going to be 
more likely to be in the affluent family. And so now they've got the money to spend on that dog and so forth. So very, very wise choice on his part. And in my opinion, a really good example of how you really niche down wisely. So he's, when I talk about being a few steps ahead, I, I talk to Jake every week, Monday, kind of in a mastermind call as well, where it's more of the tech guys, right? It's me mm-hmm. and Jake and three other guys. And we talk, we talk tech and we talk books and we talk uh, tools. And it's much more of a tech conversation about funnels and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I tell you, it's, there's so much value to be had. Now, if you, again, if you're not in a mastermind, you need to get in one. Obviously, mm-hmm. we talk about that. That's a no-brainer. If you have access to people who are those few steps ahead of you, like Jake is with me, I just try to hang out with the guy because every time I hang out with the guy virtually, I learn something new. I learn an aspect of online business that it's maybe just a small little comment in a big paragraph, but it's something that resonates with me. I take great value out of that. So that that's mm-hmm. something that that's important that you do uh, with folks is make sure that you're hanging around with people that you most want to be like, who said you're the average of the five people you hang out with? You're that you're Jim Rohn. Yeah. Jim Rohn. There you go. I love yep, that guy. Yep. The man of few words, he would sit with yeah. just, you think of Jim Rohn. I think of a web page with like just a few words on it, right? It's just yes. sits and it's subtle, but yeah, a few words, but they are pretty profound. Oh words, my gosh. Usually. They sure are. But Jake is doing things the right way, doing the work up front, doing the keyword research, coming up with the right ideas that have the best chance and possibilities to be successful. And then if you don't have access to a guy like Jake, if you don't, you know what? He's giving access of himself through this new book that he's writing on online business, this idea stage of building an online business. And it comes from years of practical experience, years of some successes like the ones he's in now, and then some of these failures that he talked about, because you really can't learn all there is to learn unless you've seen both sides of the the coin like like he has and like I know I have and you have as well. So something that's important to always think about is follow people, learn from people who have succeeded and failed and learn and grown, and you can see yourself in their shoes just a few steps ahead. So that's those are my takeaways for the interview. I just enjoyed the conversation. So with that, I'll let you bring us home. Any last thoughts and bring us to the house? Yeah, I'll do that. So I completely agree with everything you just said there too, Stephen. The, the whole mastermind group, you got to be in one and and find those people that are just slightly ahead of you. I mean, we've talked about a number of times on here where uh, we realize that we're not going to pick up the phone and call Tony Robbins or Grant Cardone or any of these other big wigs, right? But but someone like Jake, we we can, right? We can get in touch with them. We can build relationships with them. And we can follow close behind them. So I totally agree with that. I'm excited, just like you, about his book that's coming out. I've already ordered. My, I pre-ordered uh, from him. So I'm, I'm excited to get that book. So uh, I encourage all of our audience members to, to, uh, to look him up, find the book as well. Uh, and then, yeah, finally, what I would say, I think, from the takeaways, uh, two final takeaways I'll share as a call to action here. Jake talks about doing the work up front, doing the validation of your business ideas. And that is so, so important. Don't go out there and and build a course and then hope it'll sell or go out there and spend all the time and the money maybe to, to write a book and then hope it'll sell. 
validate the ideas with someone actually spending money on your idea first, and then you can go build whatever that is. So Jake is all about validate first, and so are we. So I highly encourage you to do that. But then almost like I, like I started, one of the things I liked so much in Jake and his story was those first couple of attempts at a business that didn't pan out. He didn't label himself a failure and then stop. He, he didn't allow that to be labeled on him as a failure. Sure, the business itself, it failed. He shut it down. But he didn't label himself as a failure and then stop. He just kept on. And so I would encourage all of our audience members to do the same thing. If you have to shut a business down and try something else, that doesn't make you as a person a failure. Just go find the next thing. Or if you run into a big issue or big challenge or big problem in your business, that doesn't make you a failure. Just work through it, pass, you know, press on through, and then make your business better on the other side. So those are my takeaways. As far as the podcast, again, make sure you check us out at adventuresinonlinebusiness.com. You'll find the show notes there. This is episode number 78 with Jake Lang. So be sure you check that out. Until Stephen and I speak to you again, get out there and build your business. Get after it.